0: Tonight on Hops and Box Office Flops. Anyone who brings low ABV beer onto this podcast is not your friend. They are destroyer. Do you understand that, Chumpzilla? Do you? I'm sure your father, Pappy Zilla, wouldn't want to hear that his son is a destroyer, would he? I don't think so.
1: Hops and box office flops. A place where we can celebrate. The underdog films, the bombs, the disasters, the much maligned movies that have drowned in their infamy. So please sit back, grab a beer, and enjoy the show.
0: Hello and welcome back. This is our 209th episode of Pops and Box Office Flops. We are the internet's premier podcast for bad movies and mostly good beer. Tonight, we finish our look at summer camp flops with 1995's Heavyweights, a true tour de force of Ben Stiller fat-shaming young actors. Oh, but I mean, accurate. (laughs) I am your not-so-husky host, the Thunderous Wizard, and along with me tonight for this gluttonous journey of Perkis power are... The guy who really needs to stop letting other people sign his checks, Chumpzilla. I have a very deviated septum. <laughs> if you hear some noises coming from my bunk, do not worry.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, that that's the least of my concerns at, for the noises coming from Chumpzilla's bunk. A deviated septum.
0: Yeah, very true. Very true. That's not what
1: snoring sounds like, buddy. Yeah, I think it's, it's the curling sounds iron. like you're... <laughs> We shuffling the up. sheets around a lot i just... did you did you get your foot caught in some mud hey,
2: oh. you know uh sleep apnea is a serious disorder
0: yeah mm,
2: true i actually have
3: yeah. sleep apnea true story oh how's the cpap machine
2: Fuck It's loud world. when
0: it's yeah well it's loud when you don't want it to be <laughs> uh we've also got ohio's lighting fixture king bling blake repulse the
1: monkey part the wild horses mane
0: Fucking hug your kids once in a while. Christ. Uh, we've got the man who puts the glide and stride to the maximum, especially when he's wearing biker shorts, Captain Cash.
1: I, I want you to know it's very cold. That's why the biker shorts look the way they do. It's very cold. Yeah.
2: I, I tell you what, ben, was Stiller in the pool. Does, yeah, uh, ben Stiller does not have that problem in this movie. Yeah, that is, is quite, quite is, uh, the padded codpiece he's got He's essentially
0: on Bling Blake at a comic convention dressed as Spider-Man. <laughs> Definitely wow.
2: forgot his
1: dance belt. Need a dance belt. That's important. Kids, remember, a dance belt.
0: And uh, tonight we welcome back our good friend of the pod, the J-Man from the Double Turn Podcast. Uh, say hello, J-Man. You know, rumor
3: has it I burned my leg because I have a curling iron for a dick, Chumzilla. So I don't know what that was all about, but it's good to see you guys. Hey, a pleasure as always. My yep.
1: Midwest uh, ass is confused. A curling iron like the sport where like, is it a rock? I don't no, know. We no. should, uh,
3: we'll have Shamsilla answer that question. Oh, so uh, Captain it,
1: Cash, it, it, tell it, us you weren't present for, nor did you listen to a pod <laughs> without telling us you weren't present for or even listened yeah. to the pod. I like, I, I'm are. a very busy man. I can't be everywhere all at once. Yeah. Uh, two points. Uh, also, here. I'm drunk most of the time. Yeah, you're, Fair. Fair. Your tank top really gives a a busy guy vibe off right now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But uh, two points here. One, that is a sleepaway camp reference, Captain Cash. And two, it's a stone. And curling is a stone.
1: Ah, damn it. That's right.
2: That that is true. So points for you can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at
0: Hops and Beal Flops. Uh, Heavyweights is free to stream on Disney+, Plus, which is a plus if you don't feel like paying money for it. Uh, Let's talk beer. Tonight we're drinking another brew from Holidayly. Uh, it's called Fat Randy's IPA. I think the name tells you why we paired it with this movie. In any event, Fat Randy car- Fat Randy's carries a Captain Cash proof seven percent ABV, and it is apparently Maybe. named after the best friend of Holiday Lee's founders' husband. And if you want to know who that guy is, you can go on YouTube and watch him fall skiing, and that's how they did the can design, which is a man, basically headfirst in a in a ski bank. So.
1: So, fun fact, uh, many of you listeners and certainly uh, my co-hosts here know that I'm a Cincinnati Bengals fan. And that team was once plagued by one of the worst place kickers in NFL history, Randy Bullock. I highly suggest that you don't draft him on your fantasy team this year, who we've affectionately called Fat Randy for the last seven or eight
0: years. Well,
2: it's a pretty kept Jake uh, Elliott. Oh no, don't keep the rookie kicker that won the Super Bowl. Oh, no, no, shut, no. Stick shut up. It, Nobody cares. Stick with
0: fat Randy. Yeah. You know, let me tell you that the reason you guys haven't won the Super Bowl is because you're a place kicker. Not because you're horribly doomed and cursed franchise like the Buffalo
2: Bills. Yeah, it's mostly poor O line play at this point. But yeah, point taken. Okay. Shout out to
0: Bon Jovi. What? Yeah, Bon Jovi. He better be living on a prayer if he catches these hands in the streets.
2: But what you're really saying, T-Dubs, is the reason the Buffalo Bills haven't won a Super Bowl, at least in one instance, is their kicker. And this movie takes a jab at them, too. Yeah, well, they do.
0: So, let's talk about Heavyweights. It was co-written and directed by Stephen Brill. Uh, He's a returner to the pod because he wrote both Ready to Rumble and D3, The Mighty Ducks Are Back. I think he's best known for being the dick at the party in The Wedding, in the wedding Singer, who mocks Robbie for being left at the altar. But what do I know? Uh, I was also co-written by Judd Apatow, which was a surprise.
1: Yeah, I really didn't see Apatow coming on, on that one. First movie he wrote, this movie. So. It was a pleasant surprise. You can kind of see his affinity for giant man babies. I could see that. I can see that, bling Blake. That's the protagonist of every one of his movies. Some giant man, baby. Yeah, I
3: guess Jerry Garner was Seth Rogen before Seth Rogen was, was Seth Rogen. I suppose. There
1: you hey, go. can we can we talk real quick about how now today Lars is fat and Jerry Gardner's cut as fuck?
0: <laughs> is it's he a,
3: really? Oh, that's hilarious. That's he's a
0: very handsome young man. Total reversal of fortune. Yeah. Uh, and I actually have questions about uh, one Gerald Garner, well, the actor, when we get to the quiz. But let's talk about the stars of this movie, because it is Ben. I'm essentially workshopping White Goodman, uh, Stiller, as Tony Perkis. By the way, there's a persistent internet rumor that they are the same person, and that after having his mental breakdown, Tony Perkis changed his name and opened Globo Gym. I mean, it works for my head, Cannon. I'm in. Yeah, I mean, they're the same character, so...
1: Even the uh, the Globo Gym logo and the Perka System logos are eerily similar.
0: Yeah, I, I, only if Chuck Norris had showed up to the uh, Apache Relay would this just be the same. I mean, it's in the same universe at that point, like completely.
2: I mean, yeah, Ben Stiller's clearly working the same bit, including the padded cod piece.
0: Hey, man, if it works. It works. Uh, you've got Tom Family Man McGowan as Pat Finley, Aaron Carp Schwartz as Gerald Garner, Paul Bridesmaids Fag as Tim, Keenan minus Kel Thompson as Roy, David Bob from UHF Bo shows up as the dickhead coach from Camp MVP, Chris. And then randomly, Tim Buster Scrubs Blake Nelson appears as a guy pitching Camp Hope to Jeffrey fucking Tambor, and then Peter Berg is the camp cook. What the hell is happening? It's a great cast. I and I was clearly, so pleased
1: to see Tim Blake Nelson. I mean, he's got always. nothing to do here. He's here for like two minutes tops, but it's always nice.
3: Isn't the <laughs> cameraman in the movie? Isn't he one of like Adam yes. Sandler's regulars? What it's, Who is that?
0: It's Grandma Alan Covert. Covert. Uh, so he's Yeah, he's the guy there that's to film the terrible infomercial. Lest Grandma's I boy, baby. Ben Stiller's actual parents, Jerry Stiller and Ann Mira as the Bushkins the former owners of the camp. It was great seeing them.
2: Now, as much as I hated on Wet Hot American Summer, I clearly see that Christopher Maloney's character was riffing off Peter Berg's cook, right? That has to be... An argument could be made, yes. That's the spoof. If that, there, if there's a, a hidden spoof in that movie, that's it. Like I would never have guessed that that might have been it, a heavyweights I mean, joke.
0: It's literally every slob cook in any movie ever, which is basically most summer camp movies, or and also
1: military movies like Down, down Periscope. Down Periscope, yeah. my man.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's sad that we Under Siege remember that well enough. Yeah, Casey Ryback. Uh, that guy shit his pants. Yeah, you know he went on to uh, sing like a Jamaican song and said, "Give me the punani." So Casey. <laughs> uh, check out steven
2: seagal's album it's yeah.
0: awesome in any event uh this was released february 17th of 1995 which is a super odd time for a summer camp movie super um, it's probably why it sort of flopped grossing only 17.6 million on a budget of 10 sits at 29 on Rotten tomatoes with only seven reviews and carries a meta score of 42 audiences gave it an a-minus cinema score it has a 77 percent user score and this is generally considered to be like a cult hit. I mean, I always loved it growing up. I can see why critics would not like it because the messages of this movie are quite muddled because it spends most of its time trying to, you know, give you a, a message about how fat shaming is wrong, but then also depicting the kids in it as insatiable gluttons. So,
2: yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they it's mixed. They played the joke of the kids, like hiding food, in a kind of weird way. The way I think this movie, you know, should work. Okay, it should go in like two directions. One, the kids struggle through the program, but in the end, lose the weight for themselves and not for Globo Jim. Or two, sort of what this movie does, but it does get muddled, is that the kids don't necessarily lose all the weight, but they learn to love themselves. But the problem is, again, the kids and their eating and their shame eating and the way they hide it, it does come off self-loathing. And, and even though the main character sort of gets the win in the end, um, it's it, yeah, it doesn't quite have that like hallmark ending. Right. It doesn't really leave you feeling like, oh, these kids had a good summer. No, they had like a good yeah. week and they were kind of being sadistic assholes for that week, too. I mean, we they a were little, little they were yeah, got a little Lord of the Flies in there.
0: Yeah. Uh, so before we get into all that, let's do our one sentence descriptions. Bling Blake, how would you describe heavyweights in one sentence? Dodgeball, meatballs, punch
1: Lars's balls. Let's eat Twinkies.
0: OK, uh, J-Man, our guest, how would you describe this? Heavyweights is...
3: White Goodman before he bled in his own blood. That's the best hold, way I can describe. Hold on.
1: Hold on. As I understand it, nobody makes him bleed his own blood. But that's the thing. I think that in heavyweights,
3: he bled in his own blood, which is the reason why in Dodgeball, he never wants to bleed in his own blood ever again.
1: Oh. This is his origin story. His dark turn, his villain, his heel turn phase. I, I got this you. I got you. The, this there. is the full on
3: heel turn. There's a full on double turn in this movie, baby. Let me tell you that right now.
1: Yeah, I think he Uh, comes into this movie as a heel, though. Oh, he does. Yeah,
0: well, he's like any heel ever. He's the one that's telling you you're not good enough and that you're a slob. And that's how he gets the heat. Yes, Uh,
3: he tells you that he's better than you because he was tutored his entire life. And he's never had any type of relationship with a child.
0: so So, Captain Cash, how would you describe this in one sentence? Disney presents Lord of the Fries.
2: Uh, Chumpzilla, the mighty ducks go to fat camp. I mean, like two of them, right? Yeah, there's
0: uh, three of them. There's Goldberg, the golden, uh, there's Carp, who's only in Mighty Ducks one, and then there's uh, Keenan, yeah, Keenan, who's in Mighty Ducks two and three. So, the older background
2: actor, too, that was in one or two of them, I think, but more importantly the director also wrote the first two and the third one
0: as we as he
2: directed it yeah. yeah so he was involved in all of them as well so my one sentence description
0: is like most fitness gurus tony Perkins discovers the system only works if a participant is willing to put in the work so he uses photoshop instead which by the way that's how they sell all those stupid products that they promise will give you magnificent results They just Photoshop the person. They make them fat, then they make them skinny. That's how they do it. You can see that in Bigger, Stronger, Faster. It's a whole racket. There's jack shit all in those products. It's a total grift.
2: Yeah, and also a lot of it can be lighting. And if somebody like eats a bunch of salt and gets some bloat going, they can look puffier than they normally are and then you know if they go on a water fast for a couple of days they look super ripped and it's a really easy to fake a before and after picture through some simple dietary tricks
1: yeah that's my problem it's this it's the water retention yeah it's, it's the, all water, it's water like, weight my nice right? salty yeah. snacks it's not
2: my big fat ass no it's just water weight brother yeah. it's just water weight i Definitely. like
1: how you all are sitting here comparing like how could you make a person look skinny or fat when it's not photoshop they've just clearly cut out the main characters photograph and slapped it on a oh well i mean you you just crudely pasted my face over the
0: family portrait that's
1: that's all that that is
0: yeah but that's the joke like uh that's my biggest problem with the movie which we'll get into is that you know these kids aren't particularly endearing some of them are sociopaths and yeah they get treated mean but none of them are there to actually do anything good for themselves and you're just supposed to like yeah i'll cheer for you they're kids. They're supposed to have fun at fucking summer camp. You horrible monster! Well, when we get to the who the real villain of this piece is, and I will divulge who it is. We'll Stop calling middle schoolers
1: that. fat. They're fine. Uh, They're going to grow out of it. Look at that Jerry Gardner kid.
0: Let's be fair. Some of these kids in this movie are, are very unhealthy, and it's not. It's not. Sean great Weiss is real
1: he, skinny now.
0: Yeah, he also nearly died of like, <laughs> crippling meth I was gonna addiction. Say. And I'm glad he's yes. doing better. And because the last time we did a pod with him in it, he was not doing well. He was not doing so hot. He seems to be, he's been two years sober, I believe so good for him, but yeah. the actual IMDb description of this movie, which by the way, this is also not the movie. Uh, Plump kids are lured into joining a posh fat camp with the promise of quick weight loss and good times. Only to find that this woodland hell is run by a psychopath. Ex fitness instructor. This is not the movie.
1: No, that's
0: not the movie
3: at all. No, not at all. He can't be an ex-fitness instructor when he's never been a fitness instructor.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's also not a posh. Yeah, the whole point is that it's not posh. It's his
0: dickhead coming in trying to make it posh. Yeah. So let's get into that plot because here it is. Gerald Garner is, you know, school's out for summer. Uh, There's some terrible 90s song. I forget what it is that starts this movie, but. He goes home to discover a uh, man there with his parents and that he is pitching him on this great summer camp experience. Turns out it's a fat camp and Jerry's not happy cuz he doesn't want to go to camp with a bunch of fat loads.
1: He doesn't need to, he's fine.
0: Yeah. Fast forward, well, he does wind up going to Camp Hope, which is apparently a ton of fun according to his new friend uh Keenan Thompson's character Roy. Yeah. Uh, but is. when they get there they quickly discover things are different at Camp Hope. The Bushkins had to file for bankruptcy and they've sold the camp to a weird guy named Tony Perkis. Who's there to basically shoot an infomercial to pitch his fitness system, the Perkis system. Of course, this goes poorly for the campers as they don't really want to actually partake in fitness. They just want to have fun and that's okay. But Tony is insistent and Tony is also insane and has no idea how to deal with children so things get worse and worse and worse, and the kids are trying to smuggle things in. And they get caught, and one of them goes missing, and he comes back, yada, yada, yada. Eventually, this all comes to a head, and they decide they've got to join up to get the camp back from Tony. How can they do that? Well, a number of ways they can prove that what he's doing is mostly inhumane, which it is. And they opt for doing something even less humane by capturing tony and putting him in an electric cage they also tie all of tony's helpers up to trees and leave them in the woods to die or or get licked by deers which to be fair
1: would be considered the best possible option for Trumpzilla. do you know how many Uh, ticks deers have
0: mm -hmm, yeah Yeah. you get you have any idea how
1: soft a deer's tongue is how do you know that, Zilla Captain does. Cash?
0: Okay.
2: Yeah, wait a minute! Don't bring me into this. Hold Listen, on. this, this I camp have no is like knowledge Elvis. of doze.
0: So now camp is fun again. They go on a gluttonous, just eating spree, and then they decide, you know what? We can be better than this because Pat, the new camp leader, rallies the troops. Everybody loves Pat. Pat is the best character of the movie. He's the real heart of the movie. It's not Jerry. Uh, Because Pat has been working at this camp for 18 years, and he really does want to make his life better. It's just hard, and that's okay. So he gets all the kids involved, and they repaint the camp, and everything's going great. And then they're going to show the parents what was really going on at Camp Hope. Because they work with Alan Covert's character, the documentarian, who Tony has stiffed, by the way, out of his $600 bill, to make a video of what Tony was doing to them. This exposes Tony to the parents, and now they're all horrified because, by the way, Tony was hiding all of their letters home. But Tony escapes by fooling the dumb
2: British camper <laughs> with with a Hershey's kiss. I do enjoy the fact that they constantly make fun of the British kid and he's such a mark.
0: I mean, yeah. Anyway. This, so, this can't be sanitary. So he attempts to fight Jerry's dad. Jerry's dad punches him. He then inexplicably does a series of back handsprings and then falls over and can't get up. And then his dad comes to take him home because he's had a severe mental breakdown, leaving the cap in Pat's hands. Thus, there's only one thing left for them to do. Because Tony, although he is one of the principal antagonists of the movie, is just one. The assholes from Camp MVP are the other because Camp Hope never beats Camp MVP in the yearly Apache Relay. Camp MVP, by the way, is just a bunch of jocks who are also stereotypes because they're all dumb as a box of rocks.
1: Why in these worlds are there only two camps? Camps full of like hideous, unathletic chuds and then camp MVP. Like, there's a lot of summer games. You don't just have uh, there's no rule that you have to do the Apache relay against camp MVP when you're the fat camp every year. That's not a thing. There is a long storied history of slobs versus snobs we're just playing into it here it yeah. is yeah it is the year of our lord 19 and 94 uh, 5 yeah. 5 let's not get too intense with this
3: and well, captain cash oh go ahead chumpy i'll let you go ahead
2: uh, i'm just gonna say i understand why they made uh tony perkins or whatever so sadistic but they really lay it on thick because the camp MVP kids are little monsters too. They're just not they're they're worse. They're Kirkus has somewhere. no actual
0: has a, no actual life experience.
2: So for the record now, T Dubs hates children and overweight people. No, just, that's
0: ridiculous. I hate that this movie in delivering its message falls on its face over and over and over again because it itself is making fun of these kids repeatedly. Quick question. Why does Camp MVP dress like Romans? Is that ever addressed? Uh, Looks like at it's like at the end of the movie. I think it's probably better than what Camp Hope dresses like.
1: Which is kind of like, I mean, we, we want to get there. I want to get there. Of, of the things that age poorly about this film, having all of our protagonists do, I mean, it's not red face, but they are all dressed as Indians. It is yeah. called the Apache Relay. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I mean, fair. Because there were a that's, lot of Apache and on the East Coast.
2: So
1: aren't at least they're, they're being true like, to the, the local tribes. Where uh, are they supposed to be here?
3: I think they're outside of like Pennsylvania, New York.
0: I think. I mean, I was going right. to ask a question about it, but I figured that was in the IMDb trivia and I forgot. And yeah, they got and on he, he got America, an so.
1: airplane. He's from New York. He gets on an airplane and then everybody's still
0: Bills fans. So that's mm-hmm. weird. Hey, that's because we're America's team. I'm just saying, where would you get on an airplane f- from New York? You get on an airplane
1: in New York and then you land somewhere else and everybody's like, Bills. That's not true.
0: Oh, it is. We're America's America's team. team. Uh, You're America's chicken wing, perhaps. True. Well, I mean that uh,
1: that or, or America's sauce. Yeah. God damn, it's delicious. It's true. So it, it, it oh, the sauce is so good you gotta dip it in another sauce to make it edible. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic.
0: Listen, we're not gonna get into local cuisines here. Mr. Shit Chili, okay? <laughs> Let's focus on the movie, which now we're at the Apache Relay, which involves a series of really silly games, such as a potato sack race and Hall of Knowledge, where Camp MVP is hopeless because they're all stupid. Uh, and then a extremely dangerous race through the w- woods in a four-wheeler, which is like, now nah, this would not Oh, happen. it brought me
3: so much joy to see that scene. Like, every yeah. time i see that scene... I I smile a little bit inside and then I'm like, God, this is so stupid, but so dangerous. and so great at the same time.
0: Uh, and of course, Jerry, and this is, you know, how the movie sort of comes full circle because Jerry, when having a heart to heart with Pat tells him, you know, I just want to go fast. I've always been so slow. And so they work on building this car together. These are cars that Tony had dismantled because the kids were not allowed to have any fun. Once they uh, was determined, they were not losing any weight. So all the cool things that were advertised in the video uh, that was shown to his parents, like the go karts and the blob, which is this water thing that shoots people up in the air, it's a giant inflatable. I'm sure you've seen it. Oh, as well as other things,
1: we've all seen it everywhere. I think the biggest problem with the initial like pitch from Tim Blake Nelson was they're like the blob will launch you up to 15 feet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a fat camp. You get all the kids to jump on one side, we'll launch any other of those fuckers at least 50 feet. Way up in the air, it'll be great. My name is Captain Cash. Welcome to Jackass.
0: (laughs) I mean, certainly, Tim Blake knows. Welcome to child mutilation camp. (laughs) He undersold the power of the blob. So, Uh. Jerry wins the Apache Relay by basically jetting over the other car, who, by the way, that kid's a really dirty driver and also kind of a psycho, which is a theme for this movie. Mm -hmm. And then he says, best damn summer of my life to Pat, the end. So heavyweights, how many beers are required? Chumpzilla, what do you think?
2: Oh, it's a solid three mostly enjoyment beers. I mean, it's a coherent story. There's some funny stuff in it. Um, does the message get a little muddled? Yeah, but um, it's lighthearted, fair, three enjoyment beers.
0: All right. Uh, our guest, J-Man,
3: what do you think? Listen, man, I would go ahead and give it a solid three and a half enjoyment beers. Um, this movie is hilariously the epitome of a lawless 90s movie, to take the phrase from our from my good friend Captain Cash. like There is some lawless shit going on in this movie, whether it's the things that are being said by... Pre-teenagers, whether it's things said by Lars, <laughs> but it is it's a fantastic movie. It I I, I love it. Um, it makes me smile every time I watch it, even though it's got terrible messages.
2: You bring up a good point about like some of the crazy stuff the kids say. Um, mm-hmm. I hope I'm not ruining the quiz question, but did you catch the Seymour Butts joke that mm-hmm. uh, Goldberg makes to, to uh, Ben Stiller's character? Like mean, open, nobody's seen defined, more
0: butts than you, Uncle Tony. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a fine catch. A,
1: I mean, it's like right in
0: your face. Well, that wasn't so. supposed to be the joke.
2: It was right. supposed yeah. to be something
0: it, more flagrant.
2: Peter like, Fitz. Yeah. yeah. Any Peter Fitz if you shove it hard enough or something. Yeah. Like that. So it's, yeah, they dubbed <laughs> over that. Yeah. I'm like, why? It's so bad. It's yeah. like, I just, I don't know why you would do that. The ADR there is very noticeable. Yeah.
0: But that's a good point. This is a 90s movie. And in the 90s, it was seemingly, like, okay to basically poke fun at people's appearance. And it, fat and shaming it, and
1: homophobia were, were kind yeah. of par for the course. Kind of
0: ran rampant in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The bad kind of edgy. Yeah. So in that case, for me, like, the movie has not aged super well. I still find it very funny because I think Tony Perkis is such an outstanding character. I love Ben Stiller in this movie. He's the whole reason to watch this movie. I'd give it mm, two enjoyment beers, one pain beer. Uh, Captain Cash, what do you think?
1: I mean, this runs a very crisp. Is it 90? It's it's not 90, but it's close, right? It's like, I think it's, I think it's an hour. I think it's about an hour
3: and 40. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hour maybe and 27.
1: It's, Maybe it was it's not bad but, like oh well, there's a I, lot of, there's a lot of post credits mid credits situations yeah, fair. go on there it, it's one of those things where i watch it and yeah there's there's a bit of an uncomfortable especially given some of the stuff since you know we've evolved as a society hopefully but it is it's it's light it's not that long and generally it treats the kids pretty well so
0: i don't know it's to enjoyment it, it ain't bad all right. Bling Blake, you're the last of us. It is mind-boggling
1: to me that Chumpzilla can sit here and be kind to this movie after all of the terrible things he said last week. And I guess I I guess I'm putting on the the grump hat of of the pod this week because I don't like this movie that much. I don't think it's that good. Uh, so for me, it's four beers. Two of them are pain. It's fine, I guess, but it's utterly forgettable. It's not my favorite movie. It's not my least favorite summer camp flop. I can tell you that much sleepaway camp still is going to hold that crown for me. But,
2: oh, here we go again.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, Chumpy. It takes a hidden penis for you to have a good time at the theater's. But I, no, mean, I actually I think okay, it's quite yeah. the opposite. The penis needs to be very exposed for him. Yes, to Peter Fitz time. It's the, the only thing that he wants. The <laughs>
0: most hidden it can be is in his bowl of popcorn.
1: <laughs> so I'm I'm going with four beers. It's four beers for me.
0: Okay, well, you know that's going to bring us to our first break, and we're actually going to hear from our buddy the J-Man at the break. And on the other side, we've got some lingering questions about this movie, including my entire thesis of why Tony Perkis is not the villain of heavyweights. We'll be right back. Oh, this should be good.
3: And don't forget to check out our home base at wabamentertainment.com for all your comic book and movie needs, and check out our sister podcast, Hops and Box Office Flops. Enjoy, and we'll catch you on the flip side.
0: Hello, and welcome back to the 209th episode of Hops and Box Office Flops. We are talking 1995's Heavyweights, and we've got some lingering questions about the movie, and I'm going to start, because here's number one. I'm just going to say it. Tony Perkis is not the villain of this movie, and here's why. Is he a bad guy? Yeah, he's a bad guy. Does he have any social skills? No, not really. Is he exploiting these kids for his own financial gain? Certainly.
1: That all that all seems like bad guy territory, though. But go but
0: on. he still is trying to get them to lead healthier lives. You know who's not? The fuckhead who was in the chipmunk bunk the year before. Not only has he narc those kids out about their candy stash, he then. Starts selling contraband in a tree stump to keep these kids fat. He's the bad guy. He's an enabler. Hmm. As Tony Perkins would say, he's a destroyer. Also, really see that Dubs. Tony is it an makes authority figure. So mad. He doesn't have to be nice. You know what? Sometimes you have teachers who aren't nice. Deal with it, kids. Don't be a whiner. Don't be a crybaby. The other real bad guys of this movie are the jerk offs from camp MVP because they are just cruel for no actual reason.
2: Yeah. You know, Hmm. I think you're missing one huge group of villains in this film, and that's the producers that told Goldberg that if he wasn't in it, he couldn't be in the Mighty Ducks three. Actually, no, that's Goldberg's fault because you know what? He should have skipped the Mighty
0: Ducks three. They tried to do him a favor. That idiot showed up and had to play defense.
2: <laughs> but no, seriously, uh, Captain Cash, They, uh, uh, co- according to the, the IMDB page, the producers are like, hey, kid, if you don't do heavyweights, we're not going to put you in Mighty Ducks 3. Well, yeah, awesome. fuck those guys. Well, I mean,
0: honestly, Goldberger quits himself pretty well, frankly. But they basically uh, said, "Hey, you're fat. You have to be in this movie about fat kids. Otherwise, you don't get the other job." Which yeah, is, yeah, no, like... I mean,
1: fair that that's <laughs> shitty. Where yeah. yeah. uh, you're the token totally fat kid. Now,
0: it's fine. Back to the uh, back gross. to the point about Tony Perkis Everybody at Disney is always good. Ooh. Tony no, Perkis uh,
1: Listen, we can all accept that Disney is probably very bad.
0: It's terrible. But back it's to Tony Perkins. Tony Perkis gives these kids a lot of leeway to try to get them to get in the Perkis system. To, the to point, find leeway, T-Dubs.
1: Yeah, well, I know. And the nobody signed, signed up, up for that shit. Just, they signed the up for Jerry Stiller and, and Mira. They hey. didn't sign up for fucking Tony Perkis system. Don't give me that bullshit. Shut that up. He gave him a lot of leeway. You, He's you
2: know, basically... Hold Wait on. a minute. I'm not no. done. Shut up, No, Tramzilla. stop. Chubzilla Tram- no. has something to say. Basically, what T-Dubs is telling us is like, hey... You know what? His message might be a little tough. Some of t- his tactics might be kind of harsh, but at least the camp runs on time.
0: Exactly. They get they get fed. No, kale, they don't. Kale smoothie. He
1: withholds meals. Well,
0: he does. Some, if you don't hustle, you don't get lunch, Blake. Stop the life.
1: <laughs> uh, We're going to go on a
0: 20-mile hike. <laughs> and and to that point, right? For sake. The whole hmm. reason he snaps it's because these kids drive him to the point of insanity.
1: No, uh, you know, he, he started was... insane. Yeah, he started at insane. Yeah, if they, they, they was drove him there, malicious the short insane. Drive. There
3: were psychopathic tendencies before they. He was driven driven to the brink pr- of insanity. Can I mention one other villain really quickly, T Dubs and, and Crew? Yeah. Um, you know Jerry's dad. Secret kind villain. Of a dick. Yep, he's a he, dick. D- he is. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he he punches Terry Tony Perkins. Okay, good for him. But I remember a specific scene in this movie. You know, when Jerry is writing to, to to his grandma, and then he finally gets on the phone with his dad, and he's telling him, "Hey, you know they got rid of the go karts," and he's like, "I don't care. I didn't send you to go kart camp," and then he hangs up the phone. And like Jerry's there crying like how you know how I would feel if I called my dad when I was 11 telling him yo dad they got rid of the go-cards damn it come get me i'd be like they taking your money man i'd be pissed well,
0: to to that point and the second question is should this camp be sued for false advertising because it's supposed to be a camp where these kids go to get healthy and at one point Jerry steps on the scale and he's gained 9 pounds
1: we're we're not we're not <laughs> done with your bullshit false premise from the first question. I'm
0: just telling you, he's not the villain. It's and definitely J-Man, that kid. It's, J-Man, it's you the, were
1: right. The scene where he's writing to his grandma is fantastic because it is, it is the best platoon callback I've ever seen in my entire life. What does he life. say?
3: War, war is hell? Yeah. I mean, yeah. The They've never been to Camp Hope.
1: It is, yeah, the initial interest of that is 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 like verbatim, line for line from platoon. It's fantastic. So good. So uh, good. I, I actually did like that part very much. Yeah.
0: Hey, you don't, want to be, you don't want to be driven hard. Don't take part in the Perkus system. Josh. <laughs> no, they back... didn't
1: want to take part in the Perkus system. It was forced upon them. why,
0: And not to mention they were going to gonna automatic... uh Deep down, Josh knew it was the right thing for him. He came back, had his dad muscle his way back into camp. You know, he could have just gotten his money back, but he knew. He knew Tony was on to something. A lot of science. No, he here. wanted
1: to set a tiger trap after the atomic sit up.
0: Also. Uh, yeah. By the way. If I do a sit-up and some kid's ass is in my face, you're going over the edge. If I got to throw never... my back out to get you over the edge, it's happening. These kids are terrible kids. don't even trying to help setup. these
1: kids. Come I, on. I guess I guess the, the key takeaway here is don't let the Thunderous Wizard run a camp of any kind and certainly not a fat camp. Let I've us, never oh, had there.
0: any conversations with children. <laughs> Secondarily,
1: the planting and payoff for the tiger trap. They didn't dig that. It was just there. They used it. Like it's one of those things where they call it out. Like, Hey, there's a hole here, kid. Don't go into it because they're
0: going to bring it back later. They explicitly show the kids not digging said hole. Oh yeah. But did, did they not build the electric cage to keep a man trapped?
1: I mean, yeah, but that, that kid or that, terrible man was also withholding meals from them and making yes. them go on 20 mile hikes I mean, will say if those fat shits had to dig a tiger trap it'd be about fucking 18 inches deep they had not given up and been looking for fucking salamis and candy bars <laughs> you yeah. know how hard it is to dig a fucking eight-foot
2: hole yeah uh but honestly though blame but like all murderers um, are found in shallow graves is it is it summer camp if you don't learn how to make man traps? I feel like that's a pretty standard summer camp activity. I mean right?
1: that's fair. Everybody digs holes at summer camp. I, I think yeah. Shiloh Buff was an entire movie about that.
3: I was gonna say Disney does have an obsession with hole making movies. Yeah. So can I say that?
0: Uh, sounds weird. I mean, really- listen,
1: you go to certain parts of the internet and I very strongly
0: agree. I I do think Camp Hope should have been sued for false advertising. It clearly never helped any of these kids. At least Tim Blake
1: Nelson should have been. The marketing firm, no doubt, Uh because they knew. They knew the bankruptcy had happened. Hashtag, Disney loves holes.
3: Hey,
0: yo. Is that that only our
1: second hashtag since Getty can get it?
0: No, Disney hates workers' rights but loves holes. Well... (laughs)
1: Yeah, no, no, they like holes. Yeah, yeah. The yep. Santos. I would, is
0: the one that doesn't like the holes. Yeah.
3: Uh, no portal can count as a hole, correct? Portal yeah. can count as a hole. Sure. Yes. Endgame. Yeah. Preparation
1: H okay. does feel good on the hole.
0: Very true. All right. A <laughs> so, hole in a storm. I think we all agree that this camp was not living up to the way it built itself. Absolutely Because
1: not. of Tony Perkis being the villain. Yes, I agree.
0: No, that's ridiculous. It's the it's, asshole. It's the it's asshole. It's ridiculous.
1: He showed up and, and thrust his P90X camp on these kids that came to jump on the blob and ride go-karts.
0: Sometimes you don't know what's best for you in life and you need somebody to get you there. And that's what Tony wanted. And they threw it in his face.
1: Freedom isn't free.
0: You know who the real villain is? Mr. Bushkin, Diabetes. who's not accountable for his own goddamn finances. And that's the reason Tony Perkins started the death camp for Chubby children. First of all, somebody else signed his checks. Yeah.
1: You wow. know? Yeah. It's called an accountant.
0: And they what weren't accountant. We just what had this
3: conversation when we did Rocky Five. Remember? What do you
0: think Mr. Bushkin's got in his portfolio that he can't keep track of his own checks? I'm Damn. curious to know. I'm curious to know whether or not
3: Paulie and Mr. Bushkin's had the same accountant. Uh, probably. Paulie doesn't know. have an account or Paulie. Paulie or, yeah. re- lost all Rocky that money. Let's be real. His accountant. <laughs> or Paulie is
0: Mr. Bushkin's accountant. Hey, I, I could see that. So number three, outside of Stiller, who clearly wins the movie, who's your favorite mm. character? We'll start with the J man.
3: Boy, favorite character, you know, you you mentioned Pat being the heart and soul of the movie, and I'll agree with that. But from a comedic performance and a comedic standpoint, Lars I think is hilarious.
0: I'm um, feeling is- skinny, Tony. <laughs> hey!
1: I do love. I I have so definitely good. done the buddy the buddy call several times at summer camps over the years. Exactly. Um, <laughs> he's he's just so
3: funny. Um, and then his scream when he's tied up to the freaking b- tree. And everybody thinks he's getting eaten by a bear, but no, he's getting licked by a very soft deer tongue, according to Captain Cash and Chumzilla. Um, so it's just, he he's great. I think he's definitely one of the better parts of the movie from a comedic standpoint.
0: I think Lars has a very good argument for being, outside of Stiller, the, the funniest part or the best part of the movie. Uh, it's wild to me how much just of a
1: pastiche of Arnold Schwarzenegger he is. Without getting a huge dude.
0: Shouldn't sure. you be watching the children? It's okay, they're on the body system. <laughs> the body system? That's what he says. He's good. Yeah. And he yeah. screams, buddy. Yes, would you like a demonstration? Yeah. Um body! T- body!
3: <laughs> who would you who would you say is the funniest of the kids? Because the fun the, the kids they're all kind of they kind of have a straight act except for a couple of them, you know what I mean?
1: I'm, it's it's either Goldberger, or Keenan. Yeah, there, there's a reason that Keenan has been working consistently for the last yeah. forty
0: fucking years.
2: True, Dude, Dude, we're getting Good, good Burger too. Mm-hmm. It's true.
0: That's true. Uh, so, blink Blake, what do you think outside of Tony Perkis.
1: Well, outside of Tony or Lars, I you know I gotta give it to Kenny. He was kind of like the, uh, the the videographer, right? He was like the dark horse candidate. He was kind of like uh, Raimi in Indian Summer. Just kind of there. Has a few funny yeah. lines, yeah. but kind of steals every scene that he's in. Um, I like Kenny. I I, I, always like, uh, I always like Alan Covert. Uh, I, I, I think do he's, like Alan Covert. I think Covert. he's a funny dude.
2: Chumzilla. Uh, yeah, Favorite I mean, character. If, you take, if you take Stiller off the board, uh, it's a toss-up between the cameraman and probably Kenan. Roy, you know, okay, you can throw, throw Peter Berg in there for just being so damn random.
0: You could, I, it is totally random that he's in there. Uh, Captain Cash, what do you think? I'm I, I can't stray from Keenan, yeah. dude's
1: charismatic. He, he really does carry the hey, you're an outsider to the fat camp, let me show you what it's like. It's gonna be great, and and he he also doesn't get too hard in the sadistic shit in the same way that. Whatever Goldberg's character's name is, he always tends to remain pretty like decent.
0: Okay. True. Uh confession, I've never liked Keenan Thompson. I've always hated him really? since Mighty Ducks 2. I hated the Nickelodeon show all that. I like hate You hated the Knuckle Puck? Uh the Knuckle Why Puck you is the knuckle puck? What it's is wrong with you? Practical and stupid, and it doesn't work. And no, you can't put goalie pads on somebody that fast. There's a lot of issues with The Mighty Ducks 2. A lot.
1: I loved good I feel like there's a lot of issues with you. (laughs) Probably. Fair. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But
0: here's, I can't say Pat, even though I think Pat would be the go-to. I'm saying Tim, because when they show up to camp and Tim's in the cutoff jean shorts and the frigging crop top Panthers jersey, it's like, this dude fucking rules. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's fair.
3: (laughs) He's good. He's good. Yeah. Oh, and not to mention, he's the one that goes ahead and gets the party going with the dance. Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and, excellent
1: uh, dance moves. He's and, he, he's, uh, he's obviously the, uh, the 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 fat kid that Camp worked for in the past. The well, that's what single. they say. They say that, yeah, yeah. The, that he's uh, a the one, the one success story they had. And he's great. You're right. I I, I really liked him.
0: He um, great he's director a great, too. He's a great director. Yeah. So that is the end of our questions. Now we're gonna take our second quick break, and when we come back, we've got the Perkis system. Trivia challenge. Hello and welcome back to our heavyweights episode of Hops and Box Office Flops, and we are on to the Perkis System Trivia Challenge. Gentlemen, tonight we've got a standard five-question multiple-choice format quiz, and you'll be playing for that sweet cardboard cutout featuring a bunch of the campers photoshopped to look skinny. Your chime-ins tonight will be Glide, Stride, or Oh, look, a deli meat, Or, I'm feeling skinny, Tony. Or, lunch is canceled today due to a lack of hustle. Or, any one of the pod standards. Gentlemen, are we ready? Feeling skinny, Tony? Chuck oh, Silla, really get on the scale, get off the scale, son. Get on the scale. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Chuck get in the raft, bud.
2: Get out of the raft.
0: <laughs> oh, no, damn river
2: strikes again.
0: Uh all right, number one. Camp Hope oh, was actually located at this camp in North Carolina. So I did put this in there. <laughs> so it was in North Carolina. Is it A, Camp Pinnacle? Is it B Camp Wayfarer? Is it C Quaker Lake Camp? Or is it D Blue Star Camp? And yes, these are all actual camps in North Parts Carolina. Parts and Tarts. Uh Captain Cash. Is it uh Share? It is not Share. Damn it. I'm Glide and stride. I'm giving that to our guest, the J-Man. Um, give me was what was B?
3: B was Camp Wayfarer, which is what Captain Cassius said, correct? He said share. Share. <laughs> <"Sher."> okay.
0: <laughs> okay, so then I will go with answer A. It is Camp Pinnacle in Henderson, North Carolina. Let's go. Yep. So does one I, nothing, uh, I would
1: like to protest that. I I was under the impression that it took place that it was filmed at Camp Tonawanda in Hendersonville, North Carolina. So I I I I will cede that point, but it's no, under Camp, protest.
0: Camp Tonawanda <laughs> is from the last movie we did, and that's in Pennsylvania. No, no, that's yeah. also not true. No, yeah, that wrong. was what
3: had American summer. No, it was not.
0: Yeah, Chamsilla, you did the quiz right. No,
2: I did the quiz.
0: Yeah, and it was Camp Tanawanda. It was
1: not Camp Tanawanda. Are you what sure? What is
2: going on?
1: We're gonna settle this. We're gonna settle this in the comments on Twitter. X.
3: I'll be a part of it. I'll be there. And if I win, I win.
1: Like, just letting you know right now. Ooh, you know what, J-Man? I don't wanna look at the I don't wanna look at the uh the Wikipedia article in case there's more. I, I, I think the answer is that both of them is the answer.
0: Uh I think it's Camp Pinnacle, but
1: I think it was filmed at both Camp Pinnacle and Camp Tarawanda.
0: Either way, you don't get a point. But what you do get is a tree stump full of cold burgers from that asshole camp counselor who's trying to keep these kids fat and in their own prison.
1: I think that kid does suck. I don't know if he's the villain, but he sucks. He's He's the the captain cash because he's a narc. That's for sure.
0: Nark's out their deli meat stash. Yeah, because
1: he was a a chipmunk the year before. Yeah, Yeah, dude.
0: Some straight bullshit. He's the villain.
1: Uh, He's not the villain, but he sucks.
0: Number two, the blob is an actual lake accessory? Who invented it? Is it A, Mitch Burns of Camp Laurel? Is it B, Joe Jurgensen of Saltwater Camp Hut? Is it C, Tex Robertson of Camp Longhorn? Or was it D, Spike White of Canacook Camps in Branson, Missouri? Glide, stride. Bling Blake.
1: I'm going to go with uh, C, Tex from Camp Longhorn.
0: Tex Robertson invented it. Spike White then perfected it. Uh, Apparently, Tex Robertson used an army surplus fuel bladder as a waterfront toy. And then uh, Spike White got word of this and he created, helped create what became the blob. Sounds yes. like a very
1: Texas thing. So, And this Who is does. on a website
0: for the blob. If you'd like to buy one, I found there. Found uh, there I'm mostly
1: place. impressed that it's run? called a blob. I, I thought that was some kind of a dig at the fat camp. No, you can. No, the blob is, is the it's real blob. thing. Yep. Uh, I've shopped right. for them in the past. And I'll tell you a fun fact. Uh, the dry bag uh, that was invented by my company, uh, the founder of my company, uh, before they invented those dry bags, they used uh, surplus military de-lousing
2: bags to keep gear dry while on commercial river trips. So there you go. Huh? Lice so, hate
0: the sugar. Lice hate the sugar. Uh, I
2: got a real question for you, T-Dubs. What's the MSRP on the blob? Oh, I don't What's know. Is that going to set you back? It's like a few hundred bucks. That's a, no, wow. a blob is going to be probably bucks. somewhere in
1: the neighborhood of about $15,000.
3: 15
1: $15,000? That's my guess i don't know let me I, I still
3: think it's a worthy investment but damn and if you answers. figure
1: like like a white water wrap that i make is you know five that thing's massive that's you can a lot get an
0: inflatable water catapult on amazon for 600 bucks but that's not the blob well water blob is 665 the original water blob yeah
3: i
2: was like yeah that's right, six seven hundred bucks yeah.
3: I feel like the materials are not that good though. Uh no, I don't think they I think
2: I you're wrong. I don't think they're
0: quite up to the material of a white water raft, which needs to be, you know, difficult to puncture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like
3: if Chumpy it. were to be the one that jumps on the blob, Chumpy's going through the blob.
0: Well that's him, Chumpy. yeah, Chumpy's not, he can't use the blob. There's a weight limit. Damned
2: river. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh anyways, number three. Uh Paul Fag and Tom McGowan, that was Pat also appeared in this 1990s sitcom together. Is it A, Step by Step? Is it B, Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Is it C, Wings? Or is it D, Honey I Shrunk the Kids? And yes, that was a sitcom as well. Oh, it was God. terrible. Ooh, a deli meat. Uh, Chubbzilla. I'm going to go C, Wings. It is not Wings. Dang. That Light is not a Wings. Stride. Uh, J-Man. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. That is correct. It is Spark, Teenage Witch. Uh, Paul Feig was in 24 episodes as Mr. Eugene Poole, and McGowan appeared in three episodes as Principal LaRue.
3: Huh. Thought I'd seen him. So before. the J
0: Man has two to Bling Blake's one. Correct? Sounds right. All right. Number four, after heavyweights, star Aaron Schwartz, that's Carp or Jerry, Gerald Garner. Uh, did not act for 14 years. He made his return to acting on this soap opera. Is it A, General Hospital? Is it B, Guiding Light? Is it C, Days of Our Lives? Or is it D, The Young and the Restless? I'm going to shoot. All right, Bling Blake. Young and the Restless. Incorrect.
3: Glide and in stride with my curling iron. J-Man. I'm going to go with A, General Hospital.
0: It is not General Hospital. Which, Darn it. I uh, thought that Disney connection was there. By the way, that is the uh, soap opera where James Franco appeared as a serial killer <laughs> in multiple <laughs> episodes. Did not know that. Oh. Yep. He was Why crazy before we Yeah. So Chubzilla and Captain Cash, your remaining answers are B, Guiding Light. Or see days of our lives like sands through the hourglass. God damn it, so dude! You can't step remember. on my thing if I'm gonna say sands through the <laughs>
1: farts and tarts. I'm gonna I'm gonna do days of our lives. It is not days of our lives. Damn <laughs> it! <laughs> oh, oh,
2: oh, oh, look, jelly me. Well,
1: fuck it. Good for you, bud.
0: The one that <laughs> process says. of elimination. It is guiding yeah, light. Guiding yes. light.
2: Sweet. So
0: oh. it is now two for the J man, one for Blake, bling Blake, and one. For Chumzilla, Captain Cash, your chances of winning this are now slipping like sands through the hourglass. (laughs) (laughs) Days of my Uh, life. Okay, number five. Now, this is really going to push you guys. Are you guys a bunch of dumb jocks like the guys at Camp MVP? Because in the Hall of Intelligence, one of the tasks is to name five American vice presidents. Can you answer which of these people never served as vice president? Is it A, Elbridge Jerry? Is it B, Daniel D. Tompkins? Is it C, Shuler Colfax? Or is it D, William Jennings Bryan? Mm. I think that was Captain Cash. William Jennings Bryant. William Jennings Bryan is correct. He only yeah! served as Secretary Listen, of State I, I made Colorado it to the board. Wilson.
1: That's what I care about. I want you to understand.
0: He also ran for president on a number of occasions. never won you got uh, his El- name wrong but it's fine elbridge fine. jerry served under madison tompkins served under monroe and colfax served under ulysses S. grant so huh. there you go and well geez, done captain cash. you never realize how thank you, thank you, thank being you. vice president truly doesn't matter if you never become president until you go back through that list <laughs> it really
1: doesn't matter nobody gives a shit uh
0: so our winner despite captain cash nailing the hall of intelligence question Is the J Man our big loser? Is Chumpzilla because his weight has restricted him from going on our blob after the pod?
2: Damned river.
0: I'm just kidding. It's the worst Uh, thing that
1: ever happened to you, man. (laughs) Yeah,
0: and it's and it's totally like Uh, it's not even true. And somehow he got stuck being the character who gets fat shamed by the crazy river (laughs) guide, but (laughs) you know, so is life. Uh, We're on to recommendations. We're going to start with our guest, J-Man. What do you have on tap for us this week?
3: You know, well, I was trying to go ahead and think of a summer camp movie to kind of like, you know, put the bow for you guys this month. And the only movie that really kept on coming back to my brain that I can remember actually being somewhat of a summer camp movie happens to be The Parent Trap from 1998, of course, with Lindsay Lohan. Great movie. So it is a fantastic movie. Yes. That is quite so
1: handsome. Handsome
3: handsome. He's, fan- He's handsome, handsome, whatever you want to call it. Um, I wish I was rich as, as rich as him and had my own winery. That would be fantastic. Um, we could pod from there. Maybe I'll go ahead and achieve that someday in my life. That being said, yeah, the parent trap is fantastic. And Captain Cash, my children have been watching DuckTales.
0: Thank you. It's, it's a good show. I know. I know. Uh, they love it. That basically leads into Captain Cash, who will now recommend either DuckTales or The Expanse. So what do you have Captain? <laughs> well Cash? listen, I'm going to take
1: kind of a a very slight lean into the expanse when I say Strange New Worlds, the uh the Star Trek show,
0: pretty fucking good. Really enjoyable. Strong recommend. I seem to I think remember that from the last time you recommended <laughs> Wait, did I recommend that last time? <laughs> I think you did at some point. No, just... I,
1: I recommended lower decks. Which ah, yeah, lower decks. Also, yeah. very good. Beam me up, Scotty. Point you got like... a lot of traction on your uh, lower decks cosplay. Uh-huh. At, uh Comic-Con, That was quite buddy.
0: popular. Plus, we were supporting the writers, which was which dope. is
1: the right goddamn yeah. thing to do.
0: We got yeah. uh, we shout got out to Brian Posehn. Variety,
1: great. It was awesome. Yeah,
0: shout out to Variety.
3: I saw that and I was like, my boys made it. Like, I was like, I'm done. I'm I'm, I'm now potting with celebrities.
1: Clearly, yeah. You know, you know what, uh, you know what, famous is like on on the internet, like being rich in monopoly money.
3: Hey, man, you got that Marvel invite though, bro. That, like, I mean, it, that yeah,
0: Let's funny. go. Cheers to that, my friend. Carry on. Hey,
1: it's
0: true. Uh, so Bling Blake, we're gonna make Trump still go last because he always likes to go first.
1: Yeah, he's selfish.
0: Yeah. What do you got for uh, us? Not Cincinnati Chili, I hope. Ugh. I always
1: recommend Cincinnati <laughs> Chili, but go with uh, maybe like Price Hill Chili, Camp Washington, maybe a little Blue Ash, you know, don't go just for Gold Star Skyline. Try something uh, from one of the neighborhoods. Uh, it's been another busy week for Bling Blake, so I have not been consuming a lot of new media. Um, I've told you guys several times I've been rewatching Game of Thrones. That's been taking some of my free time. Um, I'm you, to the disappointing part now. Yeah, probably almost ready to
0: stop rewatching that, right? You, yep, uh, season just eight is, like is starting.
1: Well. <laughs> ready to just turn it off and call it good. So I'll just do this. Uh, just watch dodgeball. It's it's the better version of this movie. You'll like it more.
0: Same same it's basic premise. Same basic premise. Slob. It's
1: funnier. Yeah. Um, yeah. All the actors are better on all fronts. Uh, so yeah, just do that. And I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to be watching Ashoka uh, this week. And so that'll probably be my recommendation next week. So you should watch it, too. Well, by the time, watch Blue Beetle, too. By the time this comes out, uh, Ashoka will have been out for a week. You guys have probably all all watched it by then.
0: Getting good reviews. I thought the trailer was pretty righteous. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. Chumzilla, uh, what do you recommend aside from, you know, just being a general malcontent and hating everything? Like, what hot American summer?
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, since Peter Berg was oddly a cameo in this movie, I'm going to recommend a show he just directed on, I think it's on Netflix called Painkiller. Um, I, it's about the opioid crisis and the Sackler family. It's a combination of like a bit of like a docudrama uh, with some like, you know, fictitious side stories. Showing how the uh, Sackler family's marketing of Voxy Cotton was just a giant, you know, blight on society. Uh, And, uh, yeah, it's pretty decent. It's a little sensationalized, I think. It's got mixed reviews, but um, it's worth checking out. So, Painkiller, it's out on Netflix. And it uh, features Tyler Kitsch. Pod favorite, Tyler Kitsch. Still getting work.
0: Taylor, Tyler, Taylor,
2: Ta- Taylor, Pool. Kitch, sorry, Pooler John Punk. Carter. <laughs> he... Yeah. Oh, and Matthew Broderick, uh, Tim Riggins. The, the, he's uh... Tim Riggins. He's not. He's not
1: John Carter. He's Tim Riggins. Tim Riggins. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, Matthew Broderick Carter. shows up
2: too.
0: Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I have a couple. I saw Blue Beetle. Took the kids. They loved it. My youngest son even said Blue Beetle is his favorite superhero now because he can do cool stuff with his hands that Spider-Man can't do, like make swords. Pretty strong
1: argument, the make swords with your hands.
0: They both really, really liked it. I thought it was very well done. Uh, It's obviously much smaller in scope and scale than most uh, contemporary superhero movies have been lately, but that's what made it so great, is that it really is essentially about the family and celebrating uh, Mexican culture. So I, I can't recommend it enough. George Lopez was incredible in it. He was very, very funny. Um, the the name of the 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 female uh, lead, her name escapes me. Uh, it was like her first movie. She was really good. Uh, there's just a lot of heart to the movie. Um, certainly like Zolo, you know
3: Zolo's cool too, man. Yeah, he's Zolo. Just,
0: yeah, is it matter Dueña from yeah from Cobra, uh, Kai? Cobra Kai? So if you're a fan of Cobra Kai and you haven't seen this movie, what are you waiting for? Go support this kid. Uh He's great in it. Yeah, it was it was fun, man. Um. Even the even one of the the villains they make you feel for it in in a way, like it was just well done. And it brought these movies back to a place where I think they need to be, where it's more about the characters and the story and less about the spectacle. And yeah, it was it was like a refreshing thing. Um, you know, that's why Spider-Verse works so well too, right? Spider-Verse is about the characters and, and what's going on with with their life just as much as it's about the the overall story. So yeah, I loved it. Uh, my other recommendation is heels which i was hesitant to recommend because Stephen amele is the star and he said all that dumb shit about the strikes but then he did go uh strike in new york with with his fellow actors and uh there are a lot of other great people in the show and they're talented people so i i think the show needs to get seen uh chris bauer is in it uh my machine from eight millimeter or uh the crazy guy in the prison from face off and he plays like this older wrestler who's sort of a combination of Ric Flair and Terry Funk. And he's honestly the highlight of the show, which essentially revolves around two brothers in a fledgling wrestling promotion in small town, Georgia, just trying to keep things afloat. And uh, I love it. I I think it's a really great show. And I mean, obviously I love pro wrestling, but I highly recommend heels. Um, The first season it's on stars. The first season is complete. The second season it's like in the middle of it right now. And uh yeah, I like it. So highly recommend that show. Yeah, Chris Bauer is wild bill. Shits his pants in a match. It's just so good. It's just so good. Anyways, remember you can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Hobson Beal Flops. You can find myself on Twitter at writer T-L-K. Captain Cash can be found on most social media at C-A-P-T-C-A-S-H. Bling Blake can be found on Twitter at Bling Blake. Chumzilla can be found on Twitter at chumpzilla 8 J Man, why don't you give us some plugs? with your pods and your socials. Sure, buddy.
3: Well, as always, fellas, you know how much I love coming on. So I appreciate you guys allowing me to go ahead and hang out with you guys tonight and keep up the excellent work. I'm so proud. And every single time that I have a chance to go ahead and listen to the newest episode, you know, I'm on it. So, and I'm going to continue to give you guys the support because A, I love you and B, you're just doing great content. So I mean that Um, if you guys are interested in any type of wrestling whatsoever, I am trying to revive the double turn as best as I possibly can. Um, If you're interested in wrestling for the love of God, watch all in this upcoming weekend, it's going to rule 80,000 people in Wembley stadium in London. It's the biggest non WWE pay-per-view of all time. It's going to be a big one. Um, So go ahead and please check that out. Tom and I are going to probably be doing something um, for the double turn. Um, And you guys can go ahead and find the double turn podcast on, on any audio platform you can find it on instagram at the double turn podcast and we're on twitter as well at tdt wrestling pod and if you're into car culture and car lifestyle i started a new podcast about a year and a half ago and it's a lot of fun and that's called tormenting tarmac so i talk about movie cars on there a bunch actually so i try to go ahead and bring in my love of movies into my car podcast as much as i can so uh if you guys are ever interested in listening to that you're more than welcome to take a listen
0: rock on uh so don't forget, if you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and be sure to like, share, and subscribe and leave us you know some feedback on episodes you'd like to hear in the future. Uh, in the end, listeners, remember one thing. Indeed, literally, don't let other people sign your checks. We'll see you next week for the start of our hops and gridiron flops, which is topical because the NFL season is starting here soon. And Chumzilla, what are we doing first? We are going to do Robert Rodriguez's The Faculty. Oh, and I forgot to mention, listeners, uh, this is a very loose gridiron flaps. If football appears in the movie, it counts. It counts. <laughs> so.
1: only, only for Chumpzilla's movie. The
2: rest of ours are actually about football.
0: I mean, technically, <laughs> if I do Dazed and Confused, that's not
2: really a football movie. Yeah, do Dazed do and one? Confused Euro. and The Faculty mm-hmm. use football to pretty much the same effect. It's fine. You but, know
1: what? We should we should change we should change mine uh from replacements to point break. Let's just do that. Who
0: cares? No, no, do the replacements because then I'll do any given Sunday and we'll have like two extremes of, of oh I football. can't wait. Oh I if can't you wait.
3: Guys, if you guys do point break, somebody better be
1: freaking um talking about
3: the fast and the furious look
1: unfortunately if we do point break it's going to be the effing remake not the og Because yeah, the first one's not a flop
0: i can't yeah, do in that any to sense the word so yeah. i can't and i'm not watching i was
3: movie. i'm also just trying to go ahead and catch captain cash to watch the fast and the furious yes. that's really what i'm trying to do hey i he watched liked, fast 10
0: he liked
1: it yeah he just didn't come to the podcast yeah no,
0: i was there i was just
1: well, i mean frankly i was much too drunk
0: <laughs> he, he's a convert. He's a fast convert. Uh, listen, welcome I, to the club. I have no welcome interest in watching
1: any of the other ones. I've seen Fast 10. I do very much want to see Fast 11.
3: If you like Fast 10, you need to watch Fast 5 because it is easily the best movie in that entire series.
1: There's Jason Momoa feature, because if not, I'm out.
3: No, but, J- but it is rock appearing for the first time.
1: Yeah, this I is just- officially
0: our longest outro ever. Sorry. Here we
1: go. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All
0: right, so we'll see you for the faculty. Get your pens full of uh, not cocaine, but whatever thing they have in those pens. Yeah, ready?
2: Whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, Josh Hartnett's yeah. homebrew drugs are. Yeah. Scat? Isn't it scat? Scat? Yeah. Is that really yeah. what? It, that's name for poop.
1: Yeah. Have we not talked about how this yeah. fucking show opened to closer to free? That's what I That was the free. song. Yeah. Oh
0: Everybody wants to. <laughs> you like, I don't want to. Oh my God. So, not only is fat shaming part what? of the lawless wow. ass 90s, but that goddamn song is too. We'll see you next week. Listen, you're going to scat. Scat. Like, I'm
1: going to skank it up. Ski bop 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 bop.